0: MAYFLY Written and narrated by Ray Fletcher CHAPTER SIX Ewan twisted, collapsing to his knees, flames licking the air. The light swept toward him, flashing wildly. Marianne watched as they kaleidoscoped against his skin. They were so scared. His pain was theirs. The lady grabbed her hand and lifted her to her feet as though she weighed nothing. Come, my girl no time for lolling about. Then they were running toward the crack in the world. The edges of it shivered and strained, warping the narrow shape, filling the air with a high-pitched screech as it fought to stay open. She was a good runner, but her limbs felt heavy, and she would have fallen without the lady to keep her moving. Between the glittering edges she could see untroubled northern forest. Pine branches moved serenely in a faraway wind, She could even see a few speckles of stars crowning them. Other things were clawing their way toward it, coming up from the muddy pit that Ewan had shown her. Marianne couldn't tell if they were running after them or just to get through the tear, but whenever they drew near, she had to fight not to scream, stomach churning at the smell that followed them. A shadow swept overhead. She ducked, looking up. It looked like a bug, but it hummed and writhed. She felt a wave of revulsion, but there was no time to waste even on that. Damp, larval creatures were grunting as they leaped through the tear. Whenever they failed to clear it, flames flared up and puffs of smoke, and they squealed. She looked back once and saw the cottonwood tree bending low in the wind until she thought it would snap. Wait, my... my bag. They stopped. Marianne's heart pounded. Fear. Blind fear. Then the lady took her by the arm. Marianne flinched, expecting heavy hands, but they only steadied her. Fingers tilted her chin up gently. You brought things here, Marianne nodded. Is there anything personal? Um, pictures, my toothbrush. Best we not leave anything of you behind. Where is it? Under the tree. She didn't need to say which one. Stay here. Don't let the creatures touch you. Not him. Not the lights. Not anything. Don't even think his name. Do you understand? Marianne nodded. The lady gestured to the rip. Hold it. Hold what? She must have run. To Marianne's eyes, she was there and gone in a blink, leaving her to stand there alone. Above her head, the sky churned, angry as she imagined it. He was. She hugged herself, searching for any sign of monsters. All she could see were the places where the grass bent. The trails didn't turn toward her. They all seemed intent on getting past her. To the rip. That's all that she could see. But she could smell them. Oh, God, she could smell them. She covered her mouth. She didn't look at the place where Ewan fell. He wasn't screaming any more. The sounds were halfway between a whimper and a roar. Come, we're out of time. The lady appeared as suddenly as she'd left. Marianne's bag was slung over her shoulder. She reached out and took Marianne's hand. Leading her along, occasionally helping her with effortless ease. What's happening? I don't understand. You'll have me stop to explain here. Marianne, the voice boomed over the meadow. She went cold and looked back over her shoulder. Ewan had risen to his feet. He was taller, somehow. He loomed, limbs longer and gangly and unnatural. His chest and face were blackened by fire. His smile was blinding, bone-white, and his eyes burned. Come back, Marianne. You promised. They ran for the hole. His footsteps shook the ground, making her stumble. Things hissed and jumped at her out of the grass, turning from their own goal of the rip, driven to try to stop her. There was a boom and a crash. Cottonwood fluff and fragments of wood bit at her skin. She closed her eyes against the wind. Jump! Her frantic mind did nothing to help, but her body remembered training for hurdles. The edges of the tear crackled, and she remembered how they burned the creatures. She landed hard on cool pine needles. All the breath left her. Still, she forced herself to roll over, ready to run again. Through pain-blurred eyes, she saw Ewan charging toward them. The lights flashing against his face turned it monstrous. She screamed, flinging her hand up. The gate was there and then it was not. When it was gone, the only sound that was left was the terrible whimpering she was making. She pressed her hand over her mouth. When she could breathe without making noises, she finally let go, sagging down on the forest floor. The woman's shoulders moved. She straightened up from her defensive stance, hands falling to her sides. Marianne pushed herself away, quietly, just in case until she felt the rough bark of a tree against her back. Her movement drew the woman's gaze. She looked down at her. God, she was pale as a ghost. Perfect. Almost glowing. Her expression was unreadable. You're hurt. Marianne looked down. There were holes in her t-shirt where Ewan's fingers had dug in, and the cotton was wet. Now she felt how it hurt, needling her flesh. Oh, I guess, yeah. A hollow boom sounded. She flinched, but it was only a freight train from the yards in the city. She looked over her shoulder. The cut bank sheared away to the road and the river far below, and all that was between her and a steep fall was the tree. She scrambled away from it with a cry. For a moment she sat, hugging herself head down. When nothing else happened, not even harmless industrial sounds, she could finally calm her panic. I don't understand. I don't understand. The second time sounded steadier. Do you remember me? From the gas station. Ash. Ash. That's your name? This seemed normal. Normal was good right now. She liked normal. There was something familiar about the name. Maybe she'd mentioned it at the gas station. I'm Marianne. I know. She shrugged. I heard the bastard shouting it. What was that? What... was he? Ash seemed untroubled by the height of the cut bank. She sat right on the edge, legs dangling over the drop. She patted the ground beside her. Is it safe? Won't those things come? The things of that world will be searching for a safe burrow. They won't be ready to hunt just yet. That was just a temporary door. It won't reopen unless you do it. He's far away. Far enough. Farther than you can imagine. We're as safe as we can be, for this night at least. She hesitated, then sat cautiously beside her. The city glowed at their feet like an amber ocean, spotted with dark islands of trees. It was a good look. All of the ugly was hidden by the sharp lines of light and dark, and the river glittered like magic. She felt like her skin was too tight. If she held still and looked at the city, the normal bits would start making everything right, and she'd fit her skin again. How long have you been going to visit him? Asha's voice was gentle. Not... not long. A couple weeks, maybe. From the same place? The driveway of the trailer park, where I live. She nodded. The light seemed to reflect back from her, like she was glass. She was smooth and flawless. Pretty. Pretty. Marianne wiped her eyes. She felt too many things, all trying to get out at once. How did you find him? Were you playing at magic? Girls your age like that kind of thing. There were girls at school who messed around with weird books from the library. Broomstick skirt-wearing girls who got pissed off about hot dogs and talked about Mother Earth and corners or quarters or something. There was a light. One of those ones from in there. She closed her eyes, trying to remember. It was like the forest changed, or the trees, she shrugged. I don't know. Something like that. You might have been able to see it at a thin place and opened the way. Ash swung her feet lightly. It took some boldness to go exploring that kind of thing alone. I didn't know what it was. I was just curious. It was different anything. I guess it was stupid, though. You'd have had no way to know. It's rare that people can open a gate. That's why there's only seven of those beasties. Beasties? The lights? Ash nodded. He said he needed nine to permanently open a path between his world and ours. That's bad. Very much so. His power would overwhelm this world. His beasts thrive here, They'd multiply into swarms that would cover the land. It took great wars to defeat his kind, and even so, they could only be banished. They creep ever closer even now. She was glad that the dark hid the humiliation of it. Or she thought it did. You aren't to blame. He has long years of practice behind him. You're new. I'm eighteen. Still young, Ash smiled, as his kind count time. You're different from them. Very. What is he? He's magic. And ancient. Older than you can know. And from another place. He said this was his world. Only as a conqueror. It's good that you don't know him. It means that they've been gone so long that they've passed out of memory. Is he like a fairy? Like the real ones. Not Tinkerbell. Old. Powerful otherworldly, wielders of great magic. Some people might mistake him for such a creature, if they didn't know their business. Marianne looked down. The cut banks were steep, rocky and solid at the top, breaking down into sand at the bottom. Steep enough to be frightening, not enough to kill you unless you were really unlucky. Am I lucky or not? He was going to hurt me, wasn't he? It's hard to say what those beasties feel. They seem happy enough, but the people that they were are gone. It's a kind of death in the end. It would be a great pity to see you suffer that fate. Why did you come? How? It was like you just appeared. You called me there. You drew me. How? She gestured behind them. Your pain and fear opened that gate, and it appeared there in front of me. She waved at the forest. Marianne wondered what she was doing up here. And you came. Why? Maybe we bonded. At a gas station? Ash smiled. Marianne felt a little more normal. If anything could be normal now. Ah, well. It does sound strange in a certain light. Nonetheless, I could feel your fear and hear you call, and you could pull me into a place that I'd been banished from. You know it... Her fingers touched Marianne's mouth. She stopped short, surprised. Don't say his name. The name he gave you to call him is like a beacon. Nor should you forget it, because it will help you to see him. Marianne nodded. I've clashed with him before. I haven't been this close in a long time. You can kill him? She looked over her shoulder, feeling as though the tear in the world was still there. Just the creepy leftover feeling, maybe. Why didn't you? I wasn't prepared. I was lucky to have what I did. Iron hurts him. Given enough planning and time, I might finally destroy him. Not tonight, I'm afraid. But even if I can't kill him, I can still keep him from getting into this world. How? By keeping you from going back. I'm never going back there. I'm not a fucking idiot. That's good, then. Ash nodded. His creatures that slipped through while you were there. I'll hunt them down. Then the threat of him will be faint again. But they'll multiply. Those things? More slowly, if he's still locked away. But there's some urgency to it, yes. You can find them? If you know what to look for, anyone could. Could I? It came out before she could stop it. Before fear and second thoughts had time to work. Or talk sense into her anyway. She felt like she was about to jump up and run straight down the hill, wild and out of control. You're still too young for such a hunt. I was old enough to fuck up big time. I can at least help fix it. She fought to keep some kind of poker face, staring hard at the river. It sparkled. It was so pretty from here. Never begrudge being allowed to avoid a fight, especially not with something like him. But you're going to hunt his things, creatures. Yes. If you have a chance, you would try and kill him, right? It would be best. Good. Good. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. She slammed her fist against her thigh. It helped a little, kind of. She could swallow back the rage and the embarrassment. Ash touched her arm. Her hand was cool and smooth. There was something comforting about it, familiar. Something teased at her memory, You'll not be blaming yourself for this. It's what he does. And he's had thousands of years to hone his magic. From the first moment you passed into his land, he held sway over you. She remembered how long he'd spoken sometimes. What had he told her? Was it like some weird hypnosis? And the desire she'd felt? Was it real? Or something that he'd done to make her want to stay? I don't really understand. I don't Even know if it's all real. It is. But that's what I'd be inclined to say, isn't it? She thought Ash winked. She definitely sounded amused. Is it... Why was it me? Just because it was near my house? The gate, I mean. She paused. Is that why you were at the station? I was just passing through. But why you? Help. Why was it a stranger? Maybe I was just the closest helper to hand. How would I know that? It came out sharper than she meant it. The very fringes of her composure were beginning to unravel. She could feel it. Something in you did. Ash looked over her shoulder. Just like you know how to open doors. So that's real. There are more things in heaven and earth. Than I dreamt of in your philosophy, Marianne finished. Ash smiled. There have been lots of people chosen, I bet. Not so many, for all the ages that he's dogged our world. She looked at Ash and her still face. What are you if you aren't like him, but you know all of this stuff about him? Ash smiled, and her teeth were very sharp. Jesus Christ! Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, oh fuck! I won my long life in quite a different way. Marianne looked around wildly thinking about how very fast she'd moved. At the same time, she realized that Ash had lifted her hand away, very deliberately, and had laced her fingers together on her lap. "'You don't have to be afraid of me.' Her voice was oddly soft. Wistful. He said mostly the same. "'Ah, yes. So it's down to your heart, then. I won't be hunting you. You'll go home to your family. I'll do my work and leave you in peace.' I can hunt down a few creepy crawlies and keep you away from the gate and him from you. My word on it. You saved me. I did. You're a... The unraveling was continuing. But was it any weirder than lights and the not-her and a magic door? You saved me. I want to help. If those lights were people and now they aren't, that means he killed them, right? And he was going to hurt me. And he'll hurt other people. Whoever is going to stop him is a good guy, even if you're... Ash saw her working it out. I feed, but I don't kill. If that helps, I don't need to. Marianne rubbed her eyes. Her shoulders were throbbing where he'd gripped her. She was tired, confused, and she had a creeping suspicion that humiliation would wake her up in the middle of the night for years to come. And now she had an hours-long walk ahead of her to get home because apparently her escape hatch was nowhere near the trailer park. She looked west, watching headlights crawl silently along the highway, wishing the buses hadn't stopped or that she had money for a taxi or a payphone to call one. In movies, people could just flag them down, and they always had money. Let me help. Please. Ash shook her head. It isn't for you, this fight. Come. I'll take you home. Marianne followed her through the trees, careful on the unsteady ground. All the threads were falling away, and she didn't trust her feet anymore. After a short trek, they came to a log house, its high fence and tidy yard entirely surrounded by forest. She tried to guess how far it was from neighbors, and a little shiver of unease touched her again. On the other hand, there were lots of houses that were isolated at the end of long driveways. People just liked their space. And there was no reason to think there was anything dodgy about it. You live here? For the time being. They came around from the back. The moonlight touched one of the hottest cars she'd ever seen. That's... Isn't she gorgeous? Ash smiled. Mustang. 68. Right off the lot. It had a rumbling purr. Marianne sat in the leather seat, bag on her lap, and smiled as the headlights flashed over the trees. She had to resist the urge to give roundabout directions to the trailer park, just to have more time in the car. When Marianne asked, Ash stopped at the side of the road instead of driving in. She wasn't sure if her mom was home or if the neighbors would notice and say anything. She just didn't have the strength right now to make up lies. Marianne looked at the trees beside the driveway. They seemed so normal. Safe enough. Remember, the gate is yours to control. Marianne looked at her quickly, then out the window. Take care of yourself, my girl. Don't go creeping around strange lights. And never trust a silver tongue. Here endeth the chapter. Mayfly is an urban paranormal fantasy narrative project with a new chapter uploaded every two weeks until the novel is done or my vocal cords fall off. Subscribe to Patreon for early access and occasional exclusive content. For social media, blog posts, and links to other work, please visit www.houseofvaii.com. That's house of V-A-Y-I. For past chapters, a one-time donation to coffee is greatly appreciated. Music is White Horse on the Beach by Nature's Eye. It and other royalty-free media is available at pixabay.com. Thank you for listening. An audience is the greatest gift an artist can have.